All right, welcome to the Galactic Dads podcast. Today, Jedi John here. I'm going to break down the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. The Mandalorian comes back to Disney Plus on October 30th. Can't wait. Uh, Huge Easter eggs in the trailer. Uh, Looking to break down with everybody. We're going to go over some places, people, some theories, and then, of course, we're going to celebrate some Emmys that were won over the weekend. Can't wait to dive right in. Five, four, Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. All right, welcome to the Galactic Dads Podcast. It's me, Jedi John, breaking down Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. A lot of good stuff in this trailer, some good Easter eggs. Like I said in the preview, we're going to go over some places, people, some theories, and we're going to celebrate some wins, uh, because who doesn't love those? But I would be remiss if I didn't tell you guys what I was drinking tonight. Um, I am back in my house, so I am drinking the always good, the king, Budweiser, it's delicious. Can't tell you anything else about it. Uh, if you've never had a Budweiser, give it a try. It might beat whatever other beer your go-to is. It might not, but it's the king of beers. Treated as such. You can find us on the Untapped app to follow all of our beer travels. Some of them, obviously, as our go-tos, uh, but we do mix it up a lot on the show, and we've got uh, over 80 beers in our catalog already, and we keep plugging them in. So follow us there on the Untapped app. Cheers us, toast us, uh, make some suggestions, or if you see something you like, try it for yourself. But now let's jump right into that trailer. Uh, So we'll start with places tonight. Uh, A couple places that caught my eye right off the bat. We got to go to a new place, for live action at least. So it looked like we got to go to Mon Cala. So you got the Mon Calamari and the Corrin walking around in one of the first scenes that we actually uh, see as the... The armor Emily Swallow is talking about go find your people, and the Mando is uh, very quickly asking, "You want me to go find an ancient enemy and hand this kid over to them?" And you get that famous line, "This is the way." And uh, Emily Swallow saying that again, just in your head. Uh, she opens up the entire trailer so well, and they play it off so great and they start playing into the suspense of the of the season which is very exciting we also get to go to uh you get to see tatooine again you get to see that tuscan raider on his bantha and then uh, are we going to ilum or are we going to hoth this is where we're going to spend a lot of time on the places segment because there is a lot of discussion online in the twitterverse uh, of what ice planet the mando took the child to now uh there's good arguments for both uh John Favreau has been quoted already saying that this is like the Empire Strikes Back for the series, uh, and nostalgia calls. Hoth was the ice planet in the Empire Strikes Back when we catch up to our heroes. Uh, it would not be new for them to co- do a quick callback for nostalgia's sake, just because there's been a lot of fan service in this episode uh, in this um, series already, and honestly, I don't think anyone's going to complain about the fan service. Uh, Everyone is on board with this series as far as Star Wars fans go, which is uh, a new thing over the last uh, five or seven years. 
and it's great to see. So uh, fan service appreciated. If it is Hoth, um, being that they just, and they obviously cut the trailer the same way, they cut it from Tatooine to an ice planet, which could be Hoth, uh, it would be interesting uh, to retrace the footsteps of Luke Skywalker and the Rebel Alliance as they move from planet to planet. Now, the Ilum comments are very interesting. A uh, couple things there. If you guys have played the game, Fallen Order, you get to travel to Ilum, and there's some missions on that planet, and there's um, a ton of Easter eggs in that game about finding your own kyber crystal on Ilum. You get to see Ilum in Clone Wars. Uh, Ahsoka and Yoda take Padawans there to find their kyber crystals also. But you'll notice at the end of Fallen Order, the Empire's already kind of moved into Ilum. And then that kind of sets up the rest of it where the Empire has a station there, and they start farming those kyber crystals out of the caves, so it almost turns into a mining facility for them. Uh, similar to Jeddah in Rogue One, they were farming the kyber crystals to build the first Death Star. Uh, they had multiple farming facilities for this, uh, as they needed a lot of kyber crystals, and one planet just wasn't enough, so they harvested Ilum also to build Death Star 1, which we saw blown up in A New Hope, and then Death Star 2, which we saw in A Return of the Jedi. After the original trilogy, uh, which is the timeline we're in right now, they would have started farming Ilum in the Unknown Regions um, as the First Order and started to build Starkiller Base. Uh, so Starkiller Base is on the planet Ilum. So they harvested, again, they harvested the kyber crystals there to help power uh, the base. And we all know what happened there at the end of The Force Awakens. Starkiller base slash Ilum was destroyed. And like I said, uh, the First Order was born on the Unknown Regions. They took over after the Empire was um, destroyed. It'd be interesting to see if the Mandalorian visited Ilum and there was some Imperial remnants and also the startup of the First Order. We're talking about 30 years after Return of the Jedi. Um, they had to have Starkiller Base 100% operational. So there could be the startup, or it could just be the last re remaining forces of the Empire there. So could be really cool. Could see Baby Yoda interact with some more Imperials, which we love doing, as long as he's not getting hit in the face on the back of a speeder. Uh, but we also might get to see Mandalorian take out all of lot of uh, guys that are um, hunting him. So it'd be interesting to see if it was Ilum um, or Hoth. Um, I'm curious to see if they're if they're going to Hoth, are they going to explore the old rebel base? Or is there going to be a signal there that they had to go find? Um, super interesting stuff there on the ice planet. So now I'm going to move into people. Uh, so as soon as we hear Emily Swallow finish her line that this is the way and you see the mysterious figure kind of disappear i know a lot of people were like oh is that ahsoka it wasn't rosario dawson uh now i will tell you that i believe it was sasha banks she is a wwe star that signed on to the mandalorian season two and was a confirmed um actress for it i believe and i really hope it's true that it's going to be sabine wren they were hiding the hair under the hood and i'm hoping that um, it does turn out to be Sabine. Um, if not Sabine, I'm kind of curious to see who she'll be playing. Um, in the trailer, it seemed like she would be helping the Mandalorian in some aspect. Uh, you always see that mysterious figure out there, and you're like, oh, who is she? Uh, I need to go find her. So I have a feeling that the early episodes 
will be based around finding her and who she is and how she can benefit the Mandalorian and the child. And like I said, I'm hoping that it is Sabine Wren. If not, I'm curious to see the character she plays. Um, it's very exciting to have another uh, very athletic woman in a role on the Mandalorian. Uh, Gina Carano can do her own stunts, obviously. And obviously, uh, Sasha Banks can do it also. Uh, she does it for a living on the WWE. Um, so I'd be very excited to see her doing her own stunts and another strong role. So the next person I just want to talk about is the Mandalorian himself. We get a recall to season one when he uses the whistling birds, Baby Yoda, Pulls the uh, comedy sketch right there and just says, I'm out of here. Closes his hatch and uh, you all of a sudden the screen goes black and you hear the whistling birds go to work. Uh, we all know what happens in those situations. He comes right back up um, and uh, everyone around him is, is on the ground. Now, curious enough, um, that gangster, um, it's an abyssin and that species is in the original trilogy and the prequels. I truly think that he is voiced by Jon Favreau. I think we're going to get another cameo from the producer. He was the heavy Mandalorian in season one. Uh, I, I think it's him again. It, it The way he said, uh, so I've heard, is just reminiscent of when I think of Rio Durant out of Solo. I just got that real quick vibe that it was Jon Favreau again. And I wouldn't be surprised if he puts himself in. Uh, they put a... Um, numerous cameos in season one obviously uh 50 50 as well as far as like well-known star wars figures and um characters uh, obviously uh one of the most famous ones last season was uh mark hamill coming in and being the voice of the droid in the cantina scene uh, on tatooine which nobody knew until it was later shown on a uh, behind the scenes episode for the mandalorian uh, and they said it was Mark Hamill coming in. Uh, another theory online is that gangster is, again, Mark Hamill uh, with his voice tuned up just a little bit. Uh, but my personal opinion is it's uh, John Favreau. So I look forward to actually getting the credits on that character uh, when we get to that scene. And then after that scene, obviously, we get to see another uh, famous character out of the... Um, uh, I guess prequels really, uh, the Zabrak was killed with that vibro blade at the end. Uh, you see him get hit and fall over, and you can kind of hear the, the whir on the uh, vibro blade. And if you guys don't remember the vibro blade, it was pulled out multiple times last season, um, specifically against the Mudhorn also, uh, when he was trying to kill um, that. So really cool stuff. Uh, and now let's just get on to the theories because this is my favorite part of the show, obviously, where I get to just expand on what I think is really going to happen this season. First off, I hope we see Boba Fett in the first three episodes. I don't want to wait a long time for him. Uh, Tomorrow Morrison's back. His agency confirmed that it is for Boba Fett. I really still hope we get him as Old Man Rex also so we can get uh, Old Captain Rex back in the um, swing of things. Uh, if we don't get him as that and we just get him as Boba Fett, I won't be disappointed. Uh, but I'm interested to see on Tatooine when they catch up to him uh, what situation is and is he going to actually help the Mandalorian? Is he going to be an adversary of some kind uh, or get in his way? Or is he trying to collect the bounty that's on his that's on his life right now? So I'm very curious along with that, speaking about the other bounties, I'm curious to see how many other bounty hunters we're going to see come after him uh, this season. I personally think we're going to get one maybe every other episode where he's got to deal with a bounty hunter. 
They can't oversaturate it. Uh, in the first season, we saw a couple times where bounty hunters came off planet uh, and tried to um, either kill the the child or the Mando. Most notably, I think, was uh, uh, episode five where they were on the village and you see the uh, bounty hunter at the end of the episode. And then obviously we go back to Grief Karga and we are dealing with more bounty hunters on the planet at the end of the season also before we run into Moff Gideon. So number two theory for me is do we find more Mandalorians? I believe yes. I either think that he's going to run into Mandalorians that we may have seen in um, season one. I hope we run into a couple again. Um, but I do think that Sabine's going to be there. I, I do truly believe Sasha Banks is Sabine Wren, and she herself is a true Mandalorian. Uh, so it would be nice to see Mandalorians helping her again. And I believe Sabine would still be helping out Ahsoka. So I think that she's the way to Ahsoka uh, by the end of the season. Speaking of Ahsoka, when do we see Ahsoka? I hope by midway. Um, that way it gives her time this season to influence not just the Mandalorian's decisions, but also Baby Yoda. I say Baby Yoda still. Still a child. It's all good. Uh, but I really hope that we get Ahsoka at least midway through the season. That way she can um, actually have a big role in the season. I don't want her to be in episode 9 or 10 uh, as just that like last cutscene that, oh, we finally got to her. Um, this season, the episodes are definitely going to be more connected. They've already announced that. Last season, it was more of uh, a little bit of story building and character development, but also it was kind of moving from one place to the other kind of side stories. Uh, this season is going to be much more connected between episodes. Very curious to see what the end plot is. One of the plots is obviously getting to Ahsoka because she's already been announced as a player this season, and that's his main goal leaving last season was find the child's people. So... Really looking forward to hopefully catching up to Ahsoka in episode maybe five or six um, after working through a couple people, maybe a couple bounty hunters, uh, maybe a couple planets by that point. But I do hope they track down uh, Ahsoka pretty early, in, at least midway through the season. Uh, that way they can work on a different arc uh, for the back half of the season. I feel like first half, first arc, find Ahsoka. Second arc, uh, probably deal with Moff Gideon a little bit. Uh, I'm sure... He'll be playing something big for the season, and hopefully we get to see more of his arsenal. Giancarlo Esposito already said that he's got a much bigger ship <laughs> waiting in the wings, so uh, very curious to see what kind of arsenal he's dealing with and how big his Imperial faction is. So that ends my theory section of the show. I'm very, very excited to see what happens this season. Um, October 30th could not come any faster. I can't wait to get there. I'm very curious to see what they do with the next trailers. I'm sure they'll uh, pop in an Ahsoka. Um, I'm hoping they do at least, um, and maybe even a Boba Fett. I really hope they get a couple uh, more characters in the trailers uh, just to kind of show what they look like and, and the planets they're on, and maybe a couple extra plot points. Who wouldn't love that in a trailer, right? All right, so now let's talk awards. Over the weekend and late last week, we got the Emmy nominations and winners um, announced. The Mandalorian series took seven Emmys. Uh, they had 15 nominations, seven Emmys, not bad. Uh, I'm just going to run through them really quick. Outstanding production design for narrative program. Uh, that was for Chapter 1, uh, Mandalorian. Uh, outstanding music composition for a series. Uh, that was Chapter 8, Redemption. Uh, Ludwig Gorenson getting his just 
right rewards there. Like he's done a fantastic job with composing this series. Uh, I'm glad he got a win there. Uh, outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series. Outstanding special visual effects uh, for Chapter Two: The Child. Those are both for Chapter Two: The Child. Sorry. Outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series, limited series, or movie. Uh, that was the entire series of The Mandalorian, so their stunt team did an amazing job, and they were recognized also. Um, outstanding cinematography for a single-camera series, uh, Mandalorian Chapter 7, The Reckoning. And then outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series, Chapter 1, The Mandalorian. Uh, so Chapter 1, 2, 7, and 8 were the uh, winning shows as far as the series is concerned last year. I know a lot of people are disappointed that Taika Waititi did not get the outstanding character voice over performance um, for the Redemption uh, episode, Chapter 8. Obviously, we all loved uh, Taika in the in the show, and uh, we're very sad that IG-11 is just not there anymore. Um, it was a moving character, especially in that final chapter when you get to see him uh, de-helmet the Mandalorian. Um, so very, very excited that the Mandalorian performed so well at the Emmys. A couple other shows that are, I know, the podcast favorites performed extremely well at the Emmys. Um, Stranger Things, uh, Ozark, uh, Watchmen uh, did fantastic. I think they won 11. So uh, some fantastic Emmys over the weekend for all of our nerd stuff. All right, that does it for Jedi John breaking down the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. Again, I can't wait for October 30th. Going to thank our Patreon supporters real quick, all those producer-level guys out there. Uh, we've got uh, Keith Jefferson. Thank you very much for all your support. Uh, Special K, uh, TK31788, and Rob Ryan. You guys are all amazing. You guys let us do what we want to do, and uh, I really, we all really appreciate your support, but uh, me especially because I get to talk about all my favorite Star Wars stuff um, for all you guys. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Leave us a like rate review um share it out to all your friends uh, we really appreciate that anytime you guys can give us a little extra support there and always remember this is the way <laughs>